Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This has happened to me twice recently where you have something like an appliance that needs just a little fix, right? Just a little fix. But the little fix is so hard to get done. And then it's like expensive. So they tell you, oh, you know what? It's just cheaper to get it brand new. I hate that. You want to buy something that is fixable. It's the same thing these days with furniture. Now, vintage furniture is exceptionally durable. But can we say the same thing about the furniture we're buying today? What about that last table that you bought or the last couch that you bought? Is somebody 50 years from now going to look at that in a, in a vintage furniture store and go, what a great buy? Uh, probably not. Problem is, this is the way the whole furniture industry is designing things. So joining us now to talk about this is Coco Ree Lemery, who's a professor of industrial and furniture design at Purdue University and creative director of Studio Colac at LLC. Uh, Coco, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. I feel like we can't win these days when it comes to furniture. This must be frustrating for you too. I mean, absolutely, especially as a designer, you really want to work and make beautiful items that people keep forever. And that's sadly just not the climate that we're, you know, currently operating in. So as an industrial furniture designer, then Coco, what are companies asking you to do? So I mainly do furniture design. Um, And so when you're doing that, that can be everything from you're specking out, you know, desks, tables, chairs, lamps whatnot, all in the same category. You work on a seasonal basis. So you launch a new products, collections every season. And those seasons adapt and change with the trends, really follow kind of what people are interested in in their home. And those trends change really fast. So you're kind of always having to keep up with what, what is currently popular and in demand. So nobody's buying classic pieces. They're buying stuff that looks good on Instagram right now. Absolutely. Yes. So when you design, how do you design for that then? So you're designing with a lot of um, different materials. Most of the time you're focused on what materials are the most cost effective. So when you look at, I mean, to your point, when you're talking about vintage furniture versus furniture of today, you know, even from, you know, the material quality has gone down quite a bit. Right. And so as a designer, the materials that I'm working with today or specking out today are very different than they were, you know, early on. Oh, and so you're if you even design something that looks like is nice and classic and you feel timeless, what do companies say to you? Well, it really is about margin ultimately. Right. So it's kind of how does that fit into the margin? What is the customer that we're after and what are they looking for? Does it make sense? Um, and a lot of the times if you're using more expensive materials, that kind of immediately gets mixed from the offering for customers. So we are the worst enemy. We're our own worst enemy on this kind of stuff. I mean, yes and no. There are things that there's been a lot of innovation in furniture that has kind of led to its degradation. And I think that that's important. Right. Um, prior to the 1950s, you would buy furniture by placing an order and it would be delivered weeks and weeks later. 
you know, 1956, we've got flat pack furniture is introduced by one of the first people at Ikea. And that, while a lot of people like, like snub their nose at Ikea, also created a really global market where you're able to ship things um, and then the customers assembling them. It also, in a positive note, right, it, it opens up the door to people getting access to maybe things that they wouldn't have had access to before, right? There's, there's good and bad here. I see what you're saying, but I feel like today there's a little bit more of an appetite, Coco, for people to buy things that are going to last, Yes, absolutely. And you can see that particularly, you know, after World War II, about 60% of furniture was coming out of uh, North Carolina, specifically that high point area. And that's because there's abundant timber there and there's the Southern Railway system is there, you know, and then you've got the U.S.-China agreement that signed in 1999 and you see like half of those jobs leave. But since the pandemic, um, you've seen a resurgence in people buying furniture for their home and really looking at what is higher quality. And because of that, even these factories in North Carolina have really seen an uptick in customization and serving a market that is looking for something that um, is a little bit higher quality. Okay, so if I want to buy something that I think, okay, this is going to last, what should I look for in terms of the design? Well, the more that it disassembles, the more that you have to assemble it, the worse off it is. So kind of the general rule of thumb is the more fully assembled the object is, the longer it's going to last, right? Um, And I feel like people aren't really necessarily aware that they can commission furniture designers to this day, really get something that's customizable. And it's really not that much more than going to, say, like a crate and barrel and buying something there. Um, So it really would be about can you shop locally? Can you buy the piece fully assembled? Um, and sort of minimizing the amount of shopping online, I think, is also a big part of that. Oh, boy. Don't even get me started on shopping online. You're talking like the Wayfairs (laughs) of the world, right? Absolutely, yeah. And that's what everybody wants because they want, I guess they need something new, but maybe our attitudes are changing about that. I mean, there is a lot of hope that the attitudes in general are shifting to a place of people are maybe looking for things that are American-made, maybe a little bit more artisanal. Maybe they're wanting something that is more of a custom commission piece. Like, I just did a commission piece that, you know, people wanted to integrate their monitors or they want to hide their cords on their desk. And so you can't find that kind of stuff on the market. So what's the best way to do that? It's going to be working with someone on a more intimate level. That's good advice. That's exactly what I'm going to do next time I need a new Prusa furniture. Coco, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. That is Coco Ree Lemery, who's a professor of industrial and furniture design at Purdue University, talking about our habit of, yeah, you know, buying cheap furniture, ordering online because everybody wants to have the latest looks. But boy, does that ever, you know, contribute to stuff not lasting out there. Wouldn't you rather have something that lasts a long time rather than something that just lasts a couple of years before it breaks?